Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's talk. Hey, Sober Ladies, I am so glad you're here with me today. And boy, what a start we have had to 2021, right? It wasn't really realistic to actually think that something major would happen just because we turned a calendar page to a new year and things would just be magically different, right? I don't think any of us really thought that that would be the case, although we might have really wished for it. Man, sometimes it feels like the hits just keep coming, right? That's kind of how things went for us the last few weeks of 2020. I'm not sure how things were for you, but around here we were having some issues with my oldest daughter's driving and her car. So if you got my email today, you probably heard the story already, but I'm going to share it here anyway for those of you who might not. And if you didn't get my email and you want to be able to get my newsletters, I'll leave the link below. I just send one out a week. Usually it's tied to these episodes to kind of get your juices flowing and remind you to listen up on Wednesdays. So my oldest daughter, Grace, got her license about a month ago. And let me just tell you, this is hashtag worry at a whole new level. Those of you who have teens and or maybe have already parented through this stage can totally relate, I would imagine, to what I'm feeling now because this just takes everything from like kind of worried a lot of the time to like, wow, now I have a whole new level. She's been a really good driver, though, from what I can tell, and she has had a lot of experience driving. She spent quite a bit of time with both of her grandfathers practicing driving and them coaching her and also with us. So we feel pretty comfortable about our driving, but of course it's still just a lot of worrying. I'll admit it's quite weird for me still when she texts and says, I'm running up to Wawa to get gas or to the store to get brownie mix, right? Oh, and yesterday she asked me if I had any errands I needed to run because she wanted to get out on her lunch break. Uh, That actually happened. My stomach does do those little flips every time I know she's driving somewhere, and occasionally I do find myself watching the little blue dot on the GPS tracking app just to be sure that she's safe. I'm asking you girls who've been here before, does it get any easier? I hope so. And then my second one gets her permit on Monday. Jesus, take the wheel. So the other day, Grace and her sister went to Dunkin' Donuts for a treat, and they were leaving the drive through line when then out of nowhere, a little car coming the wrong way sped past her, brushing up against her car and making this big side swipe and then leaving the scene. So as quick as it came, the car was gone before they could even whip out their iPhones to capture the license plate. So now we've had our first fender bender. Well, I mean, actually, it was more like a side swipe, and it was also a hit and run at that. It was like a one-two punch for first times. The next week, Grace went out to her car, and the battery was dead. 
Okay. So, you know, this happens sometimes. It's, it's something that goes on with cars. And because of where it was parked, we had to call AAA to jump it. And Ryan set her up to the local shop where we get our cars serviced and told her to get it replaced. And on the way there, the car started to stall out in the middle of a very busy four-lane road, and it eventually just stopped. OMG. She called Ryan. They were very upset. He went to help her, and the car had to be towed. And a couple hundred dollars later, she was back on the road. And around the same time, we found out that she had gotten pulled over and received a warning for speeding. So I think that about covers all the things with driving a car. Naturally, with both of the incidents that happened, she was very upset. And when she got home, the real learning began. We listened to her tell us the story. Of course, we validated her feelings and then told her all the steps that needed to be taken in each incident in order to deal with it, right? In the case of the hit and run, she had to call the insurance company to ask for their input on the situation. She took the car down to the shop to get an estimate on the damages And then she even thought for herself, it was a brilliant idea to call the Dunkin' Donuts to see if they had any cameras that were pointed in that direction to get video footage. Unfortunately, they did not. They were pointed in a different direction, but it was a really nice effort on her part. And then with the breakdown that she experienced, she was able to feel that helpless feeling on the road and what it would be like to have to call a tow truck for help. I smiled on the inside a little bit because I felt really blessed that we were able to help her work through these types of problems after such minor incidents and really come alongside her to help her as she, as she learned. Because this is the stuff of life, right? This is the everyday stuff that we all face and we never know when it's going to happen and we need to be prepared. And I ask you, how many times has life jumped in and punched you right in the gut? For me, I feel like lately it's been pretty often. Like we never know what is lurking around the corner, whether it's car trouble or a problem on the job or a sick kid or a critical friend Or heck, maybe your outfit just doesn't look the way you thought it would when you picked it out. But thank our lucky stars, we are sober today. Because being sober means that you get to be present for all the challenges. And you get to use the wisdom of recovery to help you solve them. This is sober power. And it feels weird to say that it's a blessing that we get to be part of the challenges because why would anyone want to go through difficulties or challenges or problems? But honestly, they're going to happen no matter what. And when you're sober, they happen with you involved, you working together to get through it, you living a life you don't want to escape from. Although admittedly, there are many nights I escape to my own bathtub for a hot Epsom salt bath to reset my central nervous system and relax. Of course we do. We, we all need our downtime. We all need our ways to unwind and relax. But that's not the same thing as wanting to escape from your life. That's not the same thing as using drugs and alcohol or food or sex or shopping or any of the things to get away or numb out or escape from our lives. So if you're anything like me, even after 18 months of sobriety, 
I still didn't have the tools to handle a bunch of things that life threw my way. I was just trying to figure out how not to use substances to deal with every little feeling that I had. I had to do the work of emotional sobriety. I had to listen to the people around me, those women who had gone before me and done the things to find out how it works. I had to try different forms of treatment like complementary medicines and essential oils and cognitive behavioral therapy. So what about you? What are your initial reactions to the challenges that come up in your day? What is your process for dealing with those daily problems when they come up? Let's talk about it for a second. What if that was you at the Dunkin' Donuts, getting sideswiped by a likely uninsured speedster after you enjoy your first sip of your pumpkin spice latte? Step into that scene for a second. Really embrace the entire visual, auditory feeling of that situation. What are your thoughts? How is your body Do you immediately go to the negative thought patterns that plague you? Statements like, oh my God, how could I be so stupid? Or I'm always messing things up. Or I don't know what to do. Is your first reaction to question yourself? Asking, what did I do wrong? Are you filled with anxiety? Maybe even frozen or paralyzed by it. Maybe your body is totally activated now. Your heart is racing, you're sweating or crying. You aren't alone because most of the women that I work with tell me this is the number one thing they struggle with. A lot of these negative beliefs about ourselves stem from our own histories and relationships. Times when we have been abused, disappointed, neglected, and unheard. Those things are real, and then they leave a mark on our brains, and they steal our self-esteem and confidence right from under us. But have no fear. There is a real process for working through these things, and don't worry, I will never leave you astray. It's kind of like driving. You aren't born knowing how to do it. You have to learn it. So over the next couple of days, I want you to take an inventory of the gut punches that you've received. How did you handle it? What were your thoughts? What could you have done differently? What was your reaction after the fact? Because knowledge is power, right? So when you know, you can change. The other side of this coin is that many people don't even know they are having these types of negative thoughts or how often it is happening throughout the day. It's kind of an unconscious experience for them that's on repeat and they're not even aware of it. It has become so much of who they are woven into the fabric of their being. It's like they just ignore it. If that's you, no worries. There's space for you at this table too. As you're taking a look at the challenges you face in a day or a week, you can be more intentional about the way your brain reacts. You can understand why these thoughts are coming up in the first place and whether or not they are true or rational. This is like the prerequisite for changing your negative thoughts. Once you begin to become comfortable with even understanding 
when they're happening, what they are and why, then we can step into the changing. Then you can learn the tools for switching those thoughts in the moment, taking control of your brain and your body and developing that inner joy that comes when you're not only comfortable in your own skin, but really comfortable in your soul. So next week, I'm doing a free five-day Understanding Your Negative Thoughts Challenge that will go step-by-step through this exact process. So by the end, you have a deeper knowledge as to why these patterns occur for you and where you go from here. You are not going to want to miss this. The only thing you need to do is go to shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash challenge for all the information. And of course, I will put the link in the show notes below. That's shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash challenge. The hits are going to keep coming for sure, but we get to choose every time how we respond to them. And a final thought. All stress begins with one negative thought. Rhonda Bren. See you next week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.